Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Ah, uh, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon Wilson. And in this podcast, which is 100% dedicated to all the crazy people out there that call themselves lacrosse goalies, in this podcast, it is my job to interview the top goalies in our game, to tease out the mindsets, the tactics, the drills that you can use in your own goalie game. And this week... For this interview, we dip into the college ranks. It's St. Joe's goalie Mike Adler, one of the top goalies in Division I lacrosse playing today. Mike's got an incredible story from high school that you'll want to listen to. He's got great tips for being an amazing goalie and just great mindset stuff uh, that you'll want to incorporate into your own game. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with St. Joe's goalie, Mike Adler. Before we get started with this podcast with Mike Adler, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own online Lax Goalie Rat camp. A parent who has purchased the camp and recently went through it sent me a testimonial that I want to read for you guys. My freshman daughter just made the JV high school team, and my seventh grade daughter is going to give it a shot between the pipes starting today. The camp has been fantastic. I think I'm going to help my buddy coach the goalies on my daughter's 7th grade team. I never played lacrosse except once at a summer camp and I got destroyed. (laughs) And I've never even coached a sport. I think I might be able to pull up coaching my daughter and her friend who volunteered to play goalie this year thanks to your camp. So your program works and thanks for all you do. Thank you very much. That's from... Brendan, Brendan, I know you're listening, as you mentioned in the email, so thank you very much for that. For everyone else who wants to learn how to coach a lacrosse goalie, exactly what to do, what to put them through, check out the camp. It's available at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. It's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. Enjoy the show. Our next guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast is one of the top goalies in the college game today. He's a redshirt junior at a St. Joe's University. It's Mike Adler. Mike, welcome to the show. Yeah, Damon. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, me too. Really excited to get into your story and share some lacrosse goalie tips and things that you've learned along the way. But maybe you could start with, um, you know, when you were a youth, how did you, how'd you get into being a goalie? Yeah, so uh, I had an older brother who played lacrosse. So naturally, uh, I kind of got thrown into the goal. And uh, there was one kind of rec team in my town. So I had to play up an age group and they needed a goalie. So my brother was basically like, you better play goalie. So uh, I had to kind of follow him and I jumped in goal and kind of never, never looked back. Nice. Yeah. There's, there's a few different buckets of why people start, start playing goalie. And one of them is like my older brother threw me in goal is like a, like a huge bucket. And it sounds like you, you fit into that one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So was it something that 
came naturally for you just, you know, in terms of reacting to the ball, not being afraid, or was it something that uh, you sort of learned progressively as you, as you got older? Uh, I think it came pretty naturally to me. I played baseball growing up all my life before lacrosse and uh, I played catcher. So the whole idea of getting your body in front of the ball and uh, kind of being that last line of defense was something I loved and I was pretty good at. So I think it came pretty naturally and I was always pretty good at ball sports in general. I had pretty uh, good hand-eye coordination. So I'd say it was definitely a natural transition from catcher to goalie. Yeah. And did you play in the field at all as a youth? Normally people kind of split some time, but did, were you 100% goalie or did you play some field? Uh, yeah. So I played the field occasionally when I was on summer teams with another goalie or something like that. But uh, for the most part, I was a goalie. I loved playing in the field and I would always beg my coach if we were up by a lot to kind of throw me in the field and let me play short stick D mid or LSM or something like that. But I I love being uh, out in the field and, uh, but I never really, I started as a goalie and I kind of didn't really mess around too much as compared to most goalies. I gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'd always beg my coach to go in the field too, even in college (laughs) when we were, when we were up by a ton, I still wanted to get in there and score a goal. (laughs) Cool. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, how would you describe, you know, every goalie's got like a little bit of a different style of play. Like how would you describe your, your style of goalie play? Uh, I'd say athletic is a good word to describe my play. Uh, I love to challenge shots, kind of play a high arc in, in some situations, but uh, I do see myself as more of like a seventh defenseman. And that's something that our coaches at St. Joe's really preach and it's being able to make saves outside the goal and uh, making good outlet passes and stuff like that. So I try to be a little more than a goalie and uh, that involves picking up a ground ball and just ending yeah. the other team's possession. Smart. It's smart. Yeah. I always encourage that with, that was a big part of my game too, was, you know, picking off a pass or, or winning a ground ball outside the crease. So yeah, I like that term, be the seventh defender. That's, that's pretty good. I like that. Um, and then, so, you know, as you're a youth and, and you kind of go up through the junior high, high school level, uh, you end up getting recruited to St. Joe's. Do you want to, um, you want to kind of tell that story? And then, uh, you know, for, for, I guess, youth who out there, who are listening to this out there, some, some tips that you have for them throughout that whole process. Yeah. So uh, given some, kind of weird circumstances. Uh, I wasn't, I was injured for the first part of my whole recruiting process. So I ended up committing super late. It was a uh, spring of my junior season. And I would not say in any sense, I was heavily recruited. I was actually starting to apply to schools to not play lacrosse because uh, not many schools showed interest. And that definitely put a huge chip on my shoulder uh, and it would motivate me playing in these summer lacrosse tournaments and knowing that the goalie on the other side was going to some big division one lacrosse school. I would always try to play better than him. And I believe I did. And I, so I didn't love the recruiting process. It was a pretty stressful time for my family and I, and, but I'm happy it worked out that way just because it definitely, uh, motivated me. But for the younger kids experiencing that same thing, it's kind of just, you got to bet on yourself and you got to be confident in your ability. 
And I believe if, if you're good enough to play at whatever level in college, it'll all work out. And, uh, that's kind of what happened to me. Yeah, it absolutely did work out. Um, I love that concept of playing with a chip on your shoulder. You know, it's such a motivating factor and I, I don't care what it is. Like in, in your case, it was, these guys are getting recruited. I'm not, it could be, this kid's a starter. I'm not, you know, just whatever it is, pick something and have that be, you know, the chip on your shoulder that motivates you. So I, I think that's a, that's a really good tip for all the youth goalies out there. A hundred percent. And growing up in South Florida, it's not really the hotbed of lacrosse. You don't really, I was never exposed to recruiting camps that were in my area. So uh, just being from Florida in general, I'd be like, Florida can play with any state. And uh, so that added more fuel to the fire there and you definitely go. motivated me at the next level. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, not the hotbed of lacrosse, but more the hotbed of surfing. And, and you are quite, quite a surfer and you kind of glossed over the, the injury. But would you mind telling that, telling that story? It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. So uh, freshman year, after my freshman year of high school, uh, I was surfing with a couple of my buddies and we wake up super early. There was a tropical storm coming in and we make a two hour drive to this place called Spanish House, which is a pretty famous wave for South or for Florida surfers in general. And uh, it was something that we did a bunch and it's an awesome time. So I was super excited and we're out there. The waves are amazing. We're all pretty excited. And then after three, four hours of surfing, we're all like, all right, we're getting pretty tired. Let's go in. So literally my last wave in, uh, I caught it. It was a good wave. I'm 20, about 25 yards away from the beach and I'm getting back on my board. And I just feel this huge kind of jaw clamped out on me. And I was like, whoa. And uh, it grabbed my leg. It shook its head a couple of times, tried to pull me under. And I ripped my foot out of its mouth and uh, saw it kind of do a tail fin and swim away. And immediately after that, I knew I was getting bit by a shark. I was like, I got to get out of the water. So I just paddled straight to shore and my friends were walking up the beach, so I was yelling at them, I just got bit by a shark. Wow. And I'm kind of known for uh, for like the boy who cried wolf, so none <laughs> of them really believe me. So yeah. they're all just walking, and I finally get in, and I'm hopping, hobbling up the beach trying to get out of the shore break that's kind of being really annoying. And I looked out at my foot, and it is the grossest thing ever. It barely mm-hmm. looks like I have a foot still there. Right. And the blood is kind of pulsing out with uh with my adrenaline and thank god there was uh like an army medic and he helped me up the beach while all my friends were just not believing I got bit and still just casually walking up wow. so uh I got to the shore and he used my leash as a tourniquet to stop some of the bleeding which was awesome it saved a lot of blood it saved uh it stopped me from passing out and at that point my friends knew that something serious was happening. So they all ran up to me and they were freaking out more than I was. I wasn't in much pain. So I was taking the whole thing pretty lightly and kind of making jokes about it. That's, that is a tremendous story. Tremendous story. And so what, what was the final outcome? Like, like severe tendons and I bet you had a couple surgeries to repair it. And what was kind of the recovery like for you? Yeah. So it tore all the tendons in my foot, my all my toes. And, uh, it actually bit me in my thigh as well, which I didn't even realize happened until two days after I got the initial surgery, we were just 
I was changing and I realized that I had another bite on my thigh, but, uh, I got 50 stitches and I was in the hospital for five nights, which being sandy and salty in a hospital bed for five nights was definitely the roughest part of the whole experience. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. So, um, I I mean, at what point did, did, did like your lacrosse at, at what point did that come to your mind? Or was that just so far from like, you know, what you were thinking at that, at that point? Yeah. So being a 16 year old kid, uh, I loved the attention that kind of came along with it. Uh, I was sounded like an idiot on all the interviews, of course. So I was, uh, I was kind of a big hit in the media outlets and I was kind of just taking that all in and, uh, being a goofball on that. But, uh, lacrosse was in the back of my mind at this point. I didn't know if I really wanted to play in college. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I wanted to be a professional surfer at this time. So it was mostly just being committed to, like, I was mad that I wasn't surfing more than I wasn't playing lacrosse. Right. Right. Wow. Just, just an amazing story. And, you know, for, for those kids out there listening to this, that think they've got challenges. Uh, I mean, imagine having your foot almost bit off by a shark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a serious, that's a serious mountain to overcome. Uh, but do you feel like you're a better person a better goalie a better athlete because of that having to overcome that that challenge uh not being a better person I don't know uh while most people would have been like oh I could have lost my life at that moment and life is so precious I was taking the whole thing pretty lightly and just uh making a joke out of the whole experience and people would say oh I'm so worried about you I'm praying for you and I would say listen, I don't need your prayers. Like, this is all fine. I'm, I'm, yeah. I was loving it. Yeah. So, uh, but being a better athlete, I, I definitely went to physical therapy and that was a, a pain. I was in a, a cast for three months, which being a 15 year old, 16 year old kid in South Florida for the summer being in a cast the whole time is not how you want to spend your summer. Sure. So that was rough, but, uh, it made me appreciate and really think about kind of how important lacrosse is because once you get something taken away, you realize how important it really is. Totally true. Yeah. hundred percent true. Um, so then, so then you get to St. Joe's and, um, was there something about your game that changed when you got there? I mean, I, I assume obviously you got better, but was there, you know, specific tactics or tips or I don't know, anything that really changed once you started playing there? Uh, yeah, definitely. So through high school, I never really had a, a goalie coach I would see consi- on a consistent basis. We had a, a volunteer at my high school who, who knew about the game, but it wasn't anything too technical. And once I got to college, uh, that all changed. And I think I arrived with some raw athletic ability, but fundamentally I was below average. And I credit our goalie coach for really helping me out with that. And it was all simple fix fixes, more just being in the right position, uh, keeping your hands high and stuff like that. It wasn't anything too major. Cause I think having the athletic base really allows you to improve really dramatically, really quickly. So, uh, my goalie coach helped me out with that and I changed tremendously. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally. It's like sometimes coaches ask me like, who, who should I, 
what should I look for in a goalie? And I always say what you just said. It's like, well, you know, naturally quick hands, natural athletic ability, because those are going to be your most important things. And once you put some structure around it and you teach them a good stance and you teach them, you know, how to move on the arc and you teach them how to make the save movement, like you're just going to, he's going to take that natural ability and just, and just grow with it really quickly. So, yeah. A hundred percent. And I think the one thing that stood out to me was the whole positioning thing. My positioning was terrible. Uh, Like I had coaches tell me, yeah, trail the shooter when they're going on the run, but it was so much more than that. It was bringing my opposite foot up the field and, and really taking away the angles, which you have to do when uh, the shooters are the vision one and can kind of put it anywhere they want. Yep. Absolutely. Who are some of your, um, I guess, goalie mentors or some of the guys in the game today that, that you, uh, that you look up to and have, have learned from? Yeah. So growing up, I never really was exposed to pro lacrosse or anything like that. I would watch some videos on YouTube, but, uh, my brother right now plays for the Denver outlaws. So I got a chance to watch him and, and see Jack Kelly, who I think is one of the best goalies in the world right now. And I love how he takes away, uh, kind of some shots and, and plays his angles really well. And he's similar in, in stature to me. So, uh, he's not a tall goalie. And then, uh, yeah, so just watching him was a huge, uh, huge help. And I, I take parts of his game and try to implement them into my game. Yeah, Jack's probably, I mean, if not number one, he's definitely top three goalies to, in, the, in our game today. So that's a good, it's a good pick. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, what is your, what's your training regimen look like these days? Uh, yeah, so right now I'm home in uh, Florida for winter break. And uh, I get back, I go back in about a week and then the season basically starts right up. So I'm really focused on just goalie specific training, not really a mile run or two mile run, but uh, explosive movements. I've been trying to work on my flexibility a bunch and taking care of my body. So I just got back from hot yoga, which uh, was a lot harder than I expected it to be. But uh, I also want to come back fresh and, and be ready to go. So it's not like I'm dedicating 24 hours a day to lacrosse. I'm, I'm doing fun things and enjoying my time in the beautiful weather. And mm-hmm. uh, being from South Florida, I think I kind of have an advantage because it's 80 degrees and sunny most, most of the time when all my teammates and most of the kids that play lacrosse up north have to go out there in 30-degree weather when it's rainy and windy. So with that part, I think I'm at a huge advantage. Yeah. It's interesting that concept of, of arriving fresh because, you know, as, as goalies, like we certainly like the season takes a toll on your body for any athlete for that matter, but especially as goalies, as you're just taking a pounding from all those shots. So it's an interesting concept just to make sure you, you mentally and then also physically arrive like in shape and ready to go. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, but like fresh and, and ready and pumped up to play. Exactly. And that's, uh, that's where just surfing comes into it. You kind of get away from uh, the regimental style of lacrosse and and be alone with your friends and kind of just get away from everything for a little bit. Yeah. And, and it's a workout. I mean, sir, I'm exactly, I I went surfing. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, you you gotta, you gotta swim and, and, you know, you got the balance going on and um, you know, tons of stuff. So yes, uh, surfing is a great workout. Mm Mm-hmm. 
do you think that's helped your your goalie game in, in other ways surfing or yeah so just the whole balance aspect of it has really helped and you got to be pretty light on your feet especially in south florida you're surfing some pretty small waves so you got to be able to react to whatever the wave is doing and just like in lacrosse how there's no two shots that are going to be exactly the same in surfing there's no two waves that are exactly the same so it's kind of being able to react to whatever gets thrown in front of you yeah it's interesting yeah i was uh I was chatting with uh, Blaze Reardon uh, a couple mm-hmm. for, for an episode, and he he brought up that concept of no two shots are the same. Like, you know, the, the with the stick angle, the the way the defenders on him, the what the the guy's stick, uh, the the background, like you know, no two shots that you see are going to be the same. So you've got to, you know, take that into account. That's what makes uh, our position so difficult. One hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then, how about? Are there, you know, goalie specific drills that you really love? Uh, well, I love just taking shots in general. I think that's awesome. I have an awesome time doing that with, uh, my buddies wherever I am, whether that's up at school or home. Uh, one drill specifically that I try to do at least once a week is, uh, we have a racquetball court at our facility. So I face the wall and somebody behind me will shoot tennis balls basically as hard as they can. And I try to save that and it's all reaction time and, and getting your hands to the ball. So I'd say that's the one drill that I like doing and I think it's very beneficial. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Yeah. There's um, I mean, even just playing racquetball itself is, is a great exercise in terms of like explosion, but that drill you just mentioned, it's kind of like um, like a mystery shot, you know, where you're like facing the wall and someone shoots and you kind of have to react to that uh, ricochet off the wall, but that's a great one. Yeah. Love that one. Uh, with all your experience now, is there any goalie advice you'd go back and, and, and give your younger self? Uh, I'd say just have fun with it and never really take it. I mean, I definitely take it seriously, but it comes to a point where you play lacrosse and you play goalie for the fun of it. And it's important that you don't forget about that. So while most people say division one lacrosse, it's a grind and everything like that. I'm having an awesome time with it. And that's how I wish high school lacrosse was for me. I was super worried about recruiting and whether I was going to play well that game. But when I'm loose and I'm having a great time, I think that's when I play the best. And I wish I told myself that in high school, definitely. Great one. That's an absolute great one. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, we're so blessed to play this beautiful game and, and, you know, with, with amazing friends and like playing college lacrosse, it, it doesn't like I played in the MCLA, right? You're, you're at D1. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you play. You can have like this tremendous experience uh, and, yeah. and make amazing friends and have these great moments on the field and off the field. And, uh, you know, just realize that. At it, and at when we are having fun, we, we play even better. So it's like this double thing where, where you got to have fun. I agree. And that's yeah. when like summer men's leagues are, are, I know they're not the most beneficial thing, but it's an awesome time just being out there. And whenever you get a chance to be in the goal, it's I'm having an awesome time with it. And I hope the goalies that are coming up are also having a, a fun time with it. Yeah, they should. There's nothing, nothing better making saves. Yeah. I, I some of my, my greatest moments are those, those leagues where you've got nothing to, you know, it's just, just you're, you're just out there having fun. You're not playing for, for the competitive spirit about it. It's just pure, pure enjoyment of the game. Yep. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, was there a time in your career, I'm sure there was, where, where you're a backup and, you know, how do you handle that situation, um, you know, trying to get better while not necessarily getting the starts or getting the reps with the, with the ones? Yeah. So freshman year, I actually redshirted and, uh, that was the best thing I could have done just because I could show up to practice and not really worry about what the outcome on the weekend was going to be for me individually, for my team, I would try to do anything I could to help out my team. And that's, uh, that's the main thing with being in that role is just doing whatever it takes. I would be the one going in for the drills that maybe weren't the most conducive to a goalie. And I was in that spot, maybe getting shelled a little bit, but, uh, it was awesome. And and it's important to really kind of cherish those times and, and you got to be able to see what it's going to be like when you do get into position to start you got to be like all right well I'm feeling good this practice or I'm feeling good before this game like I could definitely go in there and start and uh it was awesome learning from the goalie in front of me who was really good and uh yeah redshirting was definitely one of the better decisions I've made yeah interesting I um was writing this post on leadership you know like how to be a leader as a goalie and that that point you just brought up is something I'm going to add in there, which is don't be afraid to jump into the drills that no other goalie wants to. Uh, Cause that, that's a, that's a really good one. Right. And that's a really good way for a young goalie to score some points with the team. Right. You know, cause there's, there's a bunch of drills that, you know, the starting goalie probably doesn't want to get, doesn't want to jump in there and you can be that guy. Hey, I got this one, you know, don't worry about it. And, and that, you know, your teammates, the other goalie, they see that and you earn, you earn some leadership points that way. Do you agree? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think, uh, and it also makes you better. I mean, taking 10 yard time and room shots. I mean, you run the risk of getting nicked up, but when you are the backup goalie, you can afford to do that. And, uh, and it definitely inspires the team and, and it shows the team that you're willing to do whatever it takes for them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything sticking to that topic of leadership, any other things that you did or tips that you have for goalies who, you know, understand that they, they need to be leaders and, but just don't know how to, how to do it. Yeah. So as a goalie, you're in a leadership position, whether you want to be in one or not, uh, there's no kind of hiding from that. But, uh, I think it it comes down to your actions on and off the field. I mean, you got to be someone who's always going to be there for your teammates. And uh, that involves your off the field responsibilities as well. And that's where you really get people to follow you. And then uh, on the field, it's just earning the trust of your defense and your team in general. I tried to Mm -hmm. make saves and and bail some people out. And that way they can know that they can count on me whenever. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's more just, being vocal and, and being there for your teammates. Yeah. What, what are some things that you do off the field specifically? Uh, just being there, just being a nice person in general. I think, yeah. uh, I think a lot of people take lacrosse and division one lacrosse specifically really seriously. And uh, coming from South Florida, lacrosse was never a super serious thing. So I would try to, especially my freshman year, just be like, listen, there's, there's more important things than, than playing lacrosse, especially if somebody had a bad practice. And I think that really resonated 
with uh, my teammates and it taught them that they could always rely on me, whether that's on and off the field. Love it. Love it. Great one. Yeah. Um, are you a big uh, pregame ritual guy? Uh, not really. Not compared okay. to most. I'll, uh, <laughs> I try not to freak myself out too much mentally before the game just because I want to stay loose and just I'm having a good time. So I'm, I don't really do anything crazy, but I'll listen to the same song right before I go out and uh, I'll drink this special coffee drink. And that's that's kind of it. And other than that, I try not to uh, really take things too seriously before the game. Yeah, I like it. Stay loose. Stay loose. What uh, what what song you got going? Uh, so it's Springsteen by Eric Church, and it's the live version. And I fast forward <laughs> to three minutes and 30 seconds, and it's a really good uh, end to that song. So I'll listen to that. <laughs> I love it. I'm going yeah. to cue that bad boy up when I'm in the gym later. So we'll pro- probably have a good lift there. <laughs> I don't know. It's a country song, so it kind of mellows you out a bit. Okay. So maybe before you go to sleep, you put that on. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's a good one. Um, awesome. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the mental game. Um, you know, cause as lacrosse goalies, you know, half the battle is just staying mentally tough and, and being in the right mind space as you go through these practices and go through these games. Uh, I'm curious, what, what are some things that you do to remain mentally tough? Yeah. So I, like I said before, I try to like, freak myself out before games or, or what I'm doing poorly in the goal. And, uh, but some, some goalies do take it really seriously. The whole mental aspect, the goalie before me would kind of sit alone and put on headphones and close his eyes and, and do that for 45 minutes. And for me, I, I tried to do that. I don't think it worked out for me at all. So, uh, it's just staying loose and being able to respond to whatever's kind of thrown at you. Because if you do have that super strict mental regiment deal before a game and that gets messed up somehow, I think that could really mess up when you actually go in the game and you're trying to make some saves. So for me, it's just not to take things too seriously and, and stay loose and be able to respond to whatever's thrown at me. Yeah. And that's why I love talking to all these different goalies so much is because, you know, not only do you have differences in styles, like some goalies might do like a wide stance or a high arc or a deep arc, but you have differences in, in, in just how you approach the game. Like you've got some guys, like you said, who are so uptight and what does work for them is very structured mental exercises. And this is how I think, and this is what I do. And then you got other guys from South Florida who are like, just chill, just chill, bro. Like I, I, I'm a totally like, relaxed guy and I try not to make a big deal about it and that totally works for them so that's kind of what I love about hearing all the different goalie stories is everyone's got their own way to deal with things mentally yeah it's a pretty pretty simple job you got is to stop a white ball from getting behind you so uh <laughs> it sounds simple, simple f- that way huh yeah and it's important <laughs> to remember that that's all you're trying yeah. to do yeah you know it is true though at the end of the day like y- you know see the ball, save the ball. I mean, we, we, you, you hear about all these, these tactics and tips and they help. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes we do overcomplicate things. Yeah. Um, cool. What about like when you've had a bad game, you know, you start out or maybe even a bad quarter, you start out, you let in three, four goals right in a row. Is, Is there anything you're doing to get yourself back on track? Or is it, is it just kind of that same stuff we just talked about? Like, like remaining calm and and just kind of going about your business. 
Yeah, one thing for me is I, I try to never get too high and never get too low during the game. So if I make a a big stop, I try not to celebrate it or, or really claim it too much. But also when I'm when I'm getting scored on, I never want to kind of wilt and and because everybody looks at you when you get scored on. So you can't have poor body language. You got to be ready for the next shot and and ready to to kind of help your team out in the next situation. So with that aspect, I just kind of try to forget about the last one, but I never try to have poor body language and I'll, uh, I'll get pissed off. I, I definitely will, uh, will remember it, but I know a lot of goalies say, Oh, just forget about it. There's always the next one, but I think it helps me getting pissed off and, and forgetting about it. And then, uh, when I try to just hide, like keep that kind of frustration inside is when I start repeating the same mistakes over and over again. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Great point about the body language. Um, you know, when you get scored on all eyes are on you, all your own team, your own team's eyes, the opposing team's eyes, all the fans eyes. And so it's a very important moment. And if you show weakness or negativity, people are going to feed off of that. So you've got to practice. I mean, I'd even, I'd even encourage goalies to practice like picking the ball out of the goal in like a confident manner, flipping it back to the ref confidently and like with strong body language, because it's it's that important that you show that at that moment. So I like exactly, yeah. and the other team's looking at you too. So uh, you want to show them that you're ready for the next one, and and you're not really getting too frustrated about what's in the past. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you're playing an away game at the college level, you got fans that are trying to chirp at you and get in your head, you know. So you don't want to you don't want to let them know that that's happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, Cool. What what would you say is your favorite thing about about being a goalie, Mike? Uh, I definitely like making the big save in a in a big time game. Uh, but other than that, it's I love the individual aspect of it. You can kind of take over a game and and basically win the game for your team if you're really on and and you're making a lot of stops. I uh, I firmly believe that a goalie can take over and uh, and kind of just will the team to victory on, on, on our own. So that's something that I always try to remember that it's uh, as much as it is a team game. And I have, I've had a really good defense. I do take personal responsibility for, uh, for each loss. So I try to do things, whatever I can to help my team win. And I like that aspect is that you can kind of do it alone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's your, uh, what's your current stick setup these days? What, what are you playing with? Uh, I keep it simple. I'm just an eclipse with a, a Maverick a one shaft. Okay. So, uh, nothing too complicated there. The, the regular, the, the original eclipse, uh, it's the eclipse too. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, no worries. Yeah. Cool. And like 12 diamond mesh or what, what do you got? Exact. Yeah. Okay. I use 12 diamond mesh and, uh, our goalie coach strings it up pretty well. I have, I have no clue how to string, which I encourage all goalies to learn how to string, but, uh, I know that's me too, but I, I am a pretty sore, a pretty, uh, poor stick stringer myself. So, well, cool. Yeah, Mike, thank you, thank you so much for doing this. I guess if you had to leave goalies with one last piece of, of advice, what, what would it be? And never really take things too serious. Uh, playing goalies an awesome time. So you want to, you want to keep that in mind and, and do it for the right reasons. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I wish you, um, I wish you the best of luck this year at St. Joe's. I'll be watching. And uh, if people want to learn a little bit more about you, is there, is there a place they should go? Uh, I guess my Instagram page, Michael Adler. That's uh, I don't know. I'm not really a big social media guy, but uh, <laughs> I guess that's the best place. No worries. I'll link up to that when this comes out. Uh, once again, Mike, wish, wish you a bunch of luck and uh, really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. Take care. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with St. Joe's goalie, Mike Adler. Just an incredible story, getting attacked by a shark, having to deal with that injury and overcoming that, the rehab, all the hard work he had to go through to become one of the top goalies in Division I lacrosse today. So hope you learned some, some mindsets, some tactics, some drills you can use in your own game. Hope you're feeling inspired to get out there, get some work in, and become the best goalie, the best coach, the best leader you can be. That's it for this week. I'm Coach Damon Wilson. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.